Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome to another wonderful, fun episode of The Pleasure Zone. What brings you here this evening? Are you bored? Have you been stuck in your home and you're like, what do I do? Oh, look, there's podcasts on Inspired Choices Network that are so fun. Yes, you know, I think that might actually be getting us more listenership. Not that that's what, you know, what we're aiming for, but it's always nice to have listenership. So if you're here because you're bored, fantastic. I'm just glad you're here. If you are here because you love my show, I'm glad because you're here. And if you're new to this show, well, welcome to a very interesting platform. We have an interesting platform in general on Inspired Choices Network because we have so many different varieties of shows. We have articles. We've got TV shows. We've got radio shows. We've really got so many different sources of media going on here. And one of the neatest things that we've got going on is we've got ways for you to connect with us through phone or through chat room. It's up to you. You can always call in. You can uh, join in by Skype or by phone if you live in the U.S. or Canada. And you can Skype in from the world. You can also join in the chat room and write to me and chat with me. And we can discuss what's going on in your life if you like. So for those of you who don't know uh, about this show, I've been talking about pleasure and bodies and sex and all things to do with relationships as well for over five and a half years. So there are over 260 episodes right now in podcast form. If you go to Inspired Choices Network or many of our other platforms as well, you'll find uh, any other the other resources, uh, other platforms that our shows are on. You can find many of the podcasts there to thoroughly enjoy and by all means, though, you can find every single one of my episodes on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Tonight, we have an episode that I really thought about this week. Thought I'd really like to talk about relationships and breakups because that's something that people struggle with. And I'm like, and how do I make this relevant for what's going on with people in the world right now? And I'm noticing more and more that people are going through these transitions that are like breakups. And I have a lot of friends who are going through these transitions where they're breaking up with relationships or they're breaking up even with relationships with their homes. There's things, even with things like diseases, people are having breakups with things like diseases. Isn't that cool? Like, by cancer, we're no longer lovers. That sort of thing. And this episode is going to be fully, completely dedicated to tips for having ease with a breakup. And what does that even mean to break up? You know, when you think of that, it actually sounds almost like there's torture and torment in it. Something's breaking up. It's falling apart. It's no longer useful. 
something needs to be corrected. It's, you know, there's a lot of energy behind the word break up that makes it sound like it's devastating, terrible thing. But what if it's not? And what is the concept of breaking up in general? Like what's, it's very fascinating to me that we even have the term break up. I'm going to break up with somebody. When in reality, guess what? We are connected to and with everybody on the planet. As much as you might feel isolated at times, you are still connected to and with everybody on the planet. If you don't realize how much we're connected, try and send a text to somebody and realize that it gets to them um, immediately after you press send. That's how fast and how closely we are connected to people um, through different mediums we're connected, energetically we're connected, uh, electrically we're connected. There are so many different ways that we are connected, not even a molecular level, on an energetic level. And then when we look at the grand scheme, we all live on the same planet. We're sharing the same food. So we have this awesome connection. Can we ever break up? Can you ever actually truly try to sever yourself from somebody? Now, there are energies that may be energies that you'd like to let go of or change or drop or things that you're even avoiding about yourself so you want to get out of the relationship because you don't want to see certain things about you. That's cool. But the reality is, is as much as you are walking away from somebody, you're never actually fully, truly so-called broken or broken apart from anybody. So if you have this sense of like, devastation going on where you feel like I'm so severed from everybody and anybody in the world right now. What if that's not true? What part of you can you tap into, even if it's like one tiny little molecule of you, what molecule of yours can you tap into that will contribute to and assist you in knowing that you are connected to everything on this planet, everyone on this planet? And as much as the breakup is, you know, maybe you're longing for somebody who left you in a relationship. Maybe you're longing for a life you had. Maybe you're longing for a future you have yet to create. All of these longings are such an energy that's also created when people do what they consider breaking up. So breaking up, what is it? Like, what is this energy that we have with somebody when we say we're done in relationship? Are we actually breaking up? Are we standing up for ourselves? Are we ignoring things about ourselves? Is it all of it? Is it none of it? It's just something to consider and play with, really. Is You know, when you walk away from a relationship, are you avoiding something about you? Are you realizing and having awareness about what you truly desire and require? And you're stepping into that, and that might not match what you've been having. Can it be as simple as, I choose this and I don't choose this. Just like going to maybe, uh, you know, a restaurant and saying today I'd like to choose uh, ginger ale instead of Coca-Cola. It could be just as simple as that. It's just a choice. And to make a relationship choice based on what is a contribution to you and, and even to the other person compared to... Uh, doing a breakup where you think you have to sever things and it's usually out of anger or fear or lack or shame and blame. 
regret and guilt and all of these things that would have you feel like you are no longer desiring to be with that person. So if you are like leaving something or anything in your life out of fear or shame or blame or guilt or any of that stuff, you haven't really looked at what's lying underneath it and what's truly going on. Yeah, I'm just saying it bold. You haven't really dealt with your shit. So, before you walk away, look at what's really going on, and then you can have more clarity and you can make a choice based on what's actually true for you. So, if you're leaving somebody based on blame, you did this and I'm never going to forgive you, mm-mm-mm. Okay, what's underneath that blame? could be, I feel hurt. And why do you feel hurt? I trusted you. And why did you trust them? Because you didn't trust you. Interesting. You see where I'm coming from? It's getting down to and peeling down to those layers of truth so that you can start to see what's really going on. So in terms of relationships, we have relationships with everything, like literally everything. You have a relationship with your home, if you have a spouse or a partner or a lover, you've got a relationship with them. You've got them with your children, your work, your money, your body. Relationships are everywhere. And if you have relationships everywhere, you can also have breakups everywhere. So-called breakups, because I don't have another word to use right now. Is this reality? Call it a breakup. But really, to me, it's like I'm choosing this and or I'm choosing this. So it's not not necessarily even an exclusion. It's like that you're maybe leaning towards or favoring something in that moment that's more of a contribution. Um, and the other thing could be in the future a contribution. It's just that there's something that's maybe coming up more at that time. So how do you deal with breakups? They seem to be something that people have always said, breaking up is hard to do. There's even songs about it, right? Breaking up is hard to do. And I thank for you guys. You're welcome. So, and I don't know if you feel welcome, but you're welcome. And people have said this for such a long time. They're, you know, between the songs about it, between the love stories about it, you look at some of the love stories that are the biggest love stories in history. Romeo and Juliet. They, they had a breakup that involved suicide. Like, it's great, 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 you know? They so badly wanted to be together, but their breakup was both accidental, sort of, planned. Um, and sometimes these breakups are actually due to things that we think are out of our hands, right? Death is something that we think is out of our hands. Maybe somebody leaves the country and you never get to see them again. could be due to work or whatever. It's not always because of problems going on, but when a relationship is shifting from one that is what we would say together to one that is being in a showing up in a totally different way, even that transition, that change, can bring up a lot of emotion and different things that require us to kind of sit with our stuff and our thoughts and our emotions and our feelings and start to unravel what's really going on for us. One of the greatest gifts of relationships is that they offer us a way to see ourselves through our behavior with that person, through that person as well. For example, there are certain traits that 
everybody I know has traits where I'll go, huh, that's interesting. That's a little annoying. Oh, okay, where do I do that? Oh, okay, yep, I totally do that. Now, 15 or 20 years ago, I didn't stop and acknowledge, like, where things annoyed me. Um, I wasn't diligent about it. I'm very diligent about it now, but I wasn't. And when I wasn't diligent about it, I was an asshole. And in relationships, I would blame everybody for everything. And I had this amazing capacity to get angry at literally the smallest thing. If something was off in my home environment, for example, if I had just vacuumed and say, I remember doing this actually, I was about 20 years old and I just vacuumed the house. And I, my boyfriend had come over and like, I don't know, something fell off of his pants and was like fluff. And I like lost my crap on him. Oh my God, I vacuumed all day long and now you're like dropping crap on the carpet and blah, blah, blah. such a bitch. But I wasn't willing to look at it yet. I hadn't stepped into my own self-evaluation work actually right until I broke up with that partner. And it was... Um, it was changing that relationship that initiated me going into my own healing work. Part of it was because I started to realize how much of an asshole I was with him and how much I was hurting him for no reason other than the fact that I truly in my heart knew that I didn't really want to be in that relationship. So I had to find ways to try and get him to break up with me, but he never would because he was incredibly loyal and incredibly kind. And there was no way he was going to leave. He probably would have let me torture him. And that would have been unkind to him and unkind to me as well. So eventually, I allowed myself to have the choice to walk away. And in that walking away, it was such a gift because it triggered me to initiate all my own self-evaluation, self-inquiry, and so-called help health and I had way more awareness after that, and I was able to have relationships. Every relationship got a little bit better every time. It keeps getting better. And even in the relationship I'm currently in, it's always evolving where I'm able to have more awareness. And it's such a gift. So relationships can be such a gift when you're willing to be in them. And when you're willing to be in them in a way that has you have awareness, so that when you do choose to change it up and maybe, like, leave each other, you're both coming from a place of awareness. Well, how on earth do you actually do that, right? So, like I was saying, being diligent about your thoughts and your reactions and becoming aware of where they're coming from and what's triggering you and what's underneath that and then being able to reconcile all of that and move forward is really helpful. And we will talk about some other tips uh, for sure. That's just kind of the very beginning. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melissa Yelenich 
where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. So tonight we're talking about breaking up and tips and tools on that and what does it mean and what are some ways we can be more conscious with this. And I've got lots of tips and tools for you tonight. I've had a lot of breakups <laughs> and I've been pretty interested in having breakups with the most ease. That's not always showing up. However, the relationship I was talking about before we went to break, the one that I had when I was 19, was actually a fairly conscious for, so no, by the time we broke up, I was 22. So we were together for three years. Um, so when we broke up when I was 22, we had actually spent a lot of time in the relationship at the very end discussing our breakup. It was a very interesting breakup. We actually gave each other parting gifts. He gave me a beautiful necklace with garnets in it and I gave him he really likes home decor and I gave him like a beautiful uh, a beautiful mosaic vase and uh, he had like <laughs> he had like things he really wanted to be married and I really wasn't ready for it he was older than me um, and it was lovely but it was just and my whole family loved him uh, other than my dad but the rest of my family loved him he even wrote songs for him about him <laughs> and so there was, uh, our families were intertwined. It was it was a big shift in my life. And at the time, even going through like the last few months, I remember saying to him, it was around May of the year that we broke up, that I said, I think it's not, I said something to the effect of, I don't think it's fair for me to be with you because we don't really have the same vision of future together. And I also 
am looking at a lot of other things in my life and where I am, and I'd rather I'd rather like end this now than spend more years and be disappointed because there's there was a la- there was something lacking there too in terms of uh, like intimacy, like physical intimacy. There was a lot of struggle, and, and I didn't think that it needed to be that difficult, and it really didn't need to be. So that all got to change. And so that transition, that relationship was quite an interesting gift. And then it gave me the opportunity to learn that you can have kindness with it. You can have, even afterwards, we um, did sort of a transition where we would only see each other like twice a week and then once a week and then once, you know, every two weeks and then once a month. So by the next March, so that was in May, so it was actually a transition of almost 10 months, but we transitioned out, and then by, by it was around just after my birthday the next year that we pretty much stopped seeing each other unless we ran into each other at events, and I'm happy to say that a couple of years ago he got married, which was, I'm so happy for him for that, because that's something he really, really wanted, and, um, and he looked you know, from his pictures on social media, he looks like he's really happy. And that's truly, like, all I really wanted for me and for him. And so I was really happy to see that show up in his life. But there are times when you are in a relationship that all you want is for the other person's eyes to be gouged out and for them to burn in hell. That's usually where you still got some stuff to deal with. But if you're, like, in the position I was in with that person, I really just wanted them to be happy and I just wanted to be happy and it just wasn't working. And um, I can't speak for him because he, I don't know if he did his own personal work on that. I know I did because it's what triggered me to go in to look at all my stuff and my mommy and daddy issues and all that jazz from different perspectives and, you know, the gestalt therapy and art therapy and dance therapy and all the rest of it and all the other ways I was pretty sure I was messed up. So I really actually enjoyed the journey that it sent me on. And then it sent me into other relationships that were interesting as well. It sent me into some relationships that I'm amazed I even chose, but I have a daughter out of it, (laughs) which is great too. And even those ones, um, those relationships and those breakups as much as some of those were incredibly difficult and very uh, approached very unconsciously from oh many angles <laughs> it was um it's such a gift to be able to just even see a possibility beyond that just even being willing to have a different relationship with somebody that you've been with in the past so when you look at it from your standpoint now. And if you look at your relationship now, if you consider what would it be like and what would it feel like if you were to never see that person again? So I encourage you to write this down. Like, What would it be like and feel like if you were never to see that person again? This also applies for jobs. It applies for homes. It applies for even like if you're breaking up with your kids. You know, if you're like, I just can't be with my kid anymore, my kid drives me crazy if they're adults or whatever. And also with your disease. I know that sounds jacked and a half, but 
some people have an incredibly intimate relationship with their diseases. And if you could actually look at what would, you know, your life be like and feel like and if you never saw, for example, cancer again, if, what would your body be like and feel like if you never saw that cancer again? And surprisingly, when I ask clients this question, a lot of them will feel quite disappointed. They're like, this has been my life for so long, and this is how I identify. So part of it is to reconcile who are you without that person in your life? You know, who are you when you look in that mirror without that disease in your life or that job or that home? What does your life feel like? What do you see? You know, what if you were to never see that disease, that person, that home again, what does it feel like? And then I encourage you to write that down. Because the truth is, is you're pretty aware. And in writing it down, you're going to be able to note where there are things that you still have that are unresolved for you or that require looking at and clearing. So start with that. And now... A lot of people do a pro and con column, and that's all good, except I like to evolve those to, there's some variations. So when you're looking at some comparative charts, I would go with, what are you grateful for about you when you're in relationship with this either person or disease or home or job? What are you grateful for about you in relationship to whatever it is? Make that column. And then what are you in judgment of you about in relationship to, and then whatever that is, job or home or disease or whatever that is. So make those columns. And then you're going to have two more columns. What are you grateful for? So the first one was about what are you grateful for about you in relationship to whatever that is. And the next one is what are you grateful for about that? So whatever that is, is like what are you grateful for about that person, that job, that disease, that home, whatever it is, right? And then the other one is where, what are you in judgment about about that person, job, or home, or whatever? You're just going to get clear on those, on what your judgments are and what your gratitudes are. The beautiful thing is is where there's gratitude, there is no judgment. So those columns are usually pretty cool. Um, if you have nothing in them, that's okay too. If they're completely full of judgment, there's a time to contact anybody who's, you know, a coach, a healer. Well, I'd encourage you more coaches because they're going to be able to walk you through this. Um, lots of coaches online. If you need a coach in your area, connect with me. i got friends all over the world I'd be happy to connect you with. I also work online, so I can work with anybody around the world, too. And we can go through this list, and those judgments, we can start to work on changing them. Yeah. So judgments can be changed. Sometimes you just need facilitation with that. All right, so this is, you know, again, more tips on how to have more of a conscious change of relationships, so-called breakups. Now, like I mentioned before with my relationship with that ex from when I was 22, we started to reduce the time that we spent together. And even with work and disease and all of that, you can actually reduce your time with it. So even if it's a home and you're moving, it's like, okay, so you're going to be in it to, you know, 
get all of your stuff packed and whatever, and then get out of that house and spend less time with it. And generally, if you notice that you're actually avoiding being at home, you probably have already moved in your heart. I had a spiritual teacher years ago who said that before you move, your spirit has moved a year before you. So when you actually take that move, your your spirit's already been gone. It's already finding that place for you, whether it's a new location that you feel like you're going to be um, nesting in or whether it's a transitory kind of uh, gypsy lifestyle. Your being has already chosen that a year before you've actually stepped into it. I always thought that was interesting. So you can start to spend less and less time. And if you notice you're doing that, the chances are you're probably targeting to start to change to get out of it. So that includes people. And how does that include disease? Well, with disease, I'd say that, you know, you can spend less time thinking about it or mulling over it, obsessing over it. That certainly can help. So one of the other things that you can do, like if it's home or job or whatever, uh, with jobs that I've transitioned out of, I and I've had some pretty conscious job transitions too. I think I've been pretty freaking lucky in my life, actually. So when I was a nanny, I transitioned out of a job that I, and I absolutely love the job. I love the family, and we're still all friends. And when I was a nanny, I transitioned out of that job. And even in the last, like, two months, the, the parents were very aware that there was, like, some shift going on. There was shifts going on for them, too, in their lives and financially and for me in my life. And it was just, like, there was, it was just time. We all kind of just knew it was time. And so that transition was interesting because even my interactions with the kids, it it was more like... I actually spent a lot more time with them, like one-on-one, um, but less less time being a nanny and more time being like a friend. I don't know, my energy with them changed, so it was kind of a neat way to have it move through. So the next, the next part is about um, connecting or reconnecting with different people that maybe you've avoided or different things you've avoided. So let's say, for example, when it comes to relationship, a lot of times people get in a relationship and they isolate themselves. And it's them and their partner and everybody else is out of the picture. Friends don't matter. Nobody else matters unless there's, like, issues and friends get called. But generally, like, everybody else is pushed aside. And I know that I've done this. So I'm definitely not, you know, you get in and you're just like, whoa, this is like so new and so, mm-mm, how much sex can I have? This is fantastic. And so I know that occurs. I know because I've done it. And so what occurs with breakups is sometimes that you start to realize that you would like to see these people again. So you start to invite them back into your life. Now, Prior to the breakup, I think it's a really good idea to maintain relationships with people regardless of whether you are with somebody or not. Um, Making making your partner your everything is very unkind to them and to you. So remembering to have friends. You know, your partner is not, not always the person who wants to hear all your issues. And, you know, they're just knowing 
who to say what to or who to do what with. Like, for example, my husband is not a partier. So when I want to party, I have a, a girlfriend that I take to weddings. She's like my my wife, I guess you could say. We joke about it. I'm like, yep, I'm going to a wedding. You're going to be my partner for the wedding. So she knows. She knows that's her job. And we joke. And my husband's like, yep, yeah, this is your wife. I'm like, yep, it's true. And so sometimes you just have those those friends and you just have them in your life. And you don't have to force your partner into doing other things that they don't want to do so that when transitions do occur, you still have people that you can go to that you have in your life you haven't excluded. So connecting with people and reconnecting with people, I think is integral during the entire relationship and especially during transitions out if you've been avoiding them find ways to reconnect even if it's a quick hello i've been thinking about you i have a lot more tips guys so i hope we have enough time to get through everything on this show uh we're heading to our next commercial break you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Jelenic, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic, You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. Today we're talking about breaking up tips and tools to make things a little easier And it's not just the relationships we're talking about with people. It's also relationships with our health, relationships with our home, jobs, and different things. And right now on the planet, there is a lot of transition going on, which can feel like breakups. So 
while these energies are going on, all of these things that I'm mentioning today are things you can implement. You can implement them in your life right now. For example, even the first few that we talked about, like writing down how you would feel if you were never to see, for example, your life again. This life that you have, how would you feel about that? You know? So I think it's a great time for evaluation and gratitude. And that's part of the number two is like looking at the gratitude and the judgments about what you have or don't have about you and about the thing that um, you're breaking up with, whether it's a person, your health, your job, money, home, any of that. So next, and if you are just jumping in now, feel free to listen to the beginning part. The tips and tools start right off of that, and we have lots of information in there on that as well. And also a reminder that if you are going through a breakup and you would like some assistance on like moving through it, especially if somebody broke up with you and you're feeling like unresolved and you're like feeling, uh, what's the word people use? They say, I don't have closure. Well, the other person may never give you closure. The person might just walk, just have up and walked away, gone off to get that carton of milk and never came back. And you know what? There's not really a way you can force them into closure, but you can do these things for you so that you have more awareness and more choice and be able to have a more of a conscious relationship in the future. So it's kind of, I, I think it's kind of interesting that um, there's a lot of times there's blame, people will blame the other partner for, I didn't have any closure, you just up and left and you never wanted to discuss it with me. And I kind of think, well, if they didn't let you have closure, what makes you think that they're going to come back now and do that? They probably never discussed issues with you, and this is why the relationship's not working. It's kind of a red flag symbol. You know, if a person never is discussing anything that's going on, or if they've just up and walked away, they're probably not going to come back for closure, just saying. So to assume that you'll have that, um, I would just like you to get real on that, just is that even is that even in their reality to come back to do that with you? Uh, I'd say probably not. Probably not, but, you know, you never know. Some rare, strange occasion may occur, and asteroids may collide through Earth's atmosphere, and the whole world shifts in 180 degrees, and everybody else's mind does too, and then they come back to try and create closure. You never know. It may take an asteroid or something else. That's a totally side note there. So what do you want to do? You're going to reconnect with people, and you're going to just remember to have friends, no matter if you're in a relationship or not. Have have connections. Have your community so that you always have a sense that you are part of something, you know? So whether it's people that you see all the time or even if you just talk to randomly, you have a sense of connection to people. Uh, and the next one that I have is, to have have some things in your life where you start to feel like a sense of self-worth and value. Like you feel like you're valuable. Because sometimes even with breakups of houses and jobs and different situations, even with health, and even if you're like breaking up with cancer or something, if you're, you're like, who am I now? And where's my value? Will people still talk to me and love me and, you know, call me and come over? Like it's, 
strange but true, our value is attached to a lot of times things that are external from us. So finding self-worth and self-value is really important so that when other things fall out of our life, we don't lose ourselves completely. So, for example, now, when you look at, like, maybe you can't contact people or maybe you're having different situations going on, uh, even in your home environment because you're locked in with everybody all the time, I think part of it is to really look at who are you without without all of, you know, maybe the external praise from work or the external from call or friends, you know, you might be going crazy on social media to get praise from external sources there as well. Um, so when you can give yourself the praise and start to see how are you valuable, so make a list. What is valuable about me as a person? And you can also do things, um, have activities in your life that help you feel like you're a valuable commodity. So even in your home, if you even live alone, what contribution can you be to making your life easier? If you live with somebody, what contribution can you be to making the two of you, your lives easier? Uh, whether it's your child or your partner or parent or whatever it is, there's always somewhere that you can add value and that you are valuable. So knowing that and starting to explore what is my value, where am I valuable, where can I add value to something can really be a great contribution to feeling more confident in being able to even choose something else, whether that's choosing a new relationship or choosing a new home or choosing a new job or choosing a new level of health and choosing out of disease. All of those are possible. So what kind of things would you like to choose? Whether it's maybe you're a crafter and you want to take up something that when you look at it, you just feel fantastic like you accomplished making some beautiful piece of art. Awesome. Do what makes you feel good regardless. Right now, I'm making a bunch of puppet videos that I get about, uh, you know, 10 likes on Facebook right now. <laughs> I'm grateful for anybody and everybody viewing them. Honestly, I'm making them for me and everybody who's choosing to watch them, which is not that many people, but still... It's giving me a sense of, like, fun, and it also adds value to my life. Uh, it's also intriguing, too, to see how many people avoid avoid puppets. I get it. They're not always the greatest. Some people are creeped out by them. And um, I put a disclaimer on mine today. If I puppets creepy out, it's probably a good time to unfriend me. Just saying. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about puppets on the pleasure zone. I do that. Sometimes I just throw my puppet fantasies in there because it's part of my life. And so the next part is to be really confident in your choice to choose forward. So, you know, people talk about relationships and ending relationships as a death. But if you've gone through a lot of this process together and you're coming from it from a place of, like, expansion and acknowledging each other and the morning isn't so much there. Like when I look back at the relationship that I had with that that person where we transitioned out of it from like May to March of the next year, by the end, very end of it, there was no morning. We didn't like, go, oh my God. And even now I'm just like, I'm happy for you. I don't have like a longing or like a missing. 
and the the relationships where that process didn't show up, there's always like some niggly energy there that, you know, when it shows up, I clear it. Um, and if you'd like to know how to do that, you can always contact me for a session and we can go through that. And how do you contact me? You can find me on MalikaJelenic.com, www.milicajelenic.com. And you can write to me there. You can write to me on different social media platforms. I'm on Facebook a lot. You can friend me on there or on Instagram. You can follow me and um, Instagram message me or Facebook message me. Those are great ways to connect with me. And I try my best to respond as fast as I can. So, like, not having to be in the mood of mourning, I think, is important. Like, even when my grandfather died um, about a year and a half ago, by the time that he actually left his body, I had everything that I needed to say to him said. I had all the love and cuddles I could give him given. And I was actually really happy for him to be able to let go of his body that had been um, deteriorating over time. He was almost 95. And he also, in the last few years, had the most fascinating dementia I'd ever encountered. He had actually a really my opinion, fun dementia, because he was hanging out with all kinds of interesting people. So when he died, um, I didn't have so much of mourning or tears. I was kind of in this like big space of gratitude. And how cool would it be to be able to be in that space with relationship to where there's not necessarily, what if it's not a mourning that's going on? What if there isn't necessarily a sadness? What if there's like beauty in this space that's now available? They get it. Some people got to mourn. You got to mourn. You got to mourn. And if you need, again, somebody to walk you through that and be with you through that, you can always contact me. I've got a few more tips for you guys, so stick around. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. 
You know, in the pleasure zone, we always like to talk about sex. Well, I do. I say we as if I'm the queen, but I like to include all of you guys because the energy of it is like, hey, when are we talking about the sex part, lady? So when it comes to sex and breaking up, what do you do? You know, are you one of those people who have made the, the pact, silent, silent agreement that, like, you know, Rachel and Ross, you get to go back and do it two more times because you got to have that breakup sex? I was watching Friends last few months with my daughter, introducing her to shows from the 90s. And I'm remembering the Rachel and Ross situation where they get to have that last swing at it, or twice they did it, and they ended up getting pregnant. And so with you, what what works for you with the sex part is part of that when you're spending time with the person all about just having sex or is it about valuing the time with them without the sex um, or is that all there ever was or was that never that great so in these breakup tools i would definitely encourage you to look at what you know if you were to put um, different things into categories of importance for you where do you rate, uh, you know, the time that you spend together? Where do you rate the touch from that person? Where do you rate um, the different ways that they encourage you or speak with you or communicate with you? Where do you rate, uh, you know, oh, my God, I can't break up with them because they're so amazing at giving me presents. Uh, where do you rate, you know, there's so many different things you can rate. And if you're rating certain things as very valuable, like, the sex with them is so valuable to you because it makes you feel better about yourself, then the chances are that if you haven't really gone through this process of um, some of these uh, tips that I've mentioned, if you haven't really gone through this and you haven't had time to even sit with somebody uh, negotiating yourself out of the contract of relationship and the contract that you can make with yourself, if you haven't taken the time for that, then the chances are you're going to end up going back in the sack with that person. And when you do get back in the sack with them, the chances are you're going to think that you're in a relationship again, primarily because your entire relationship was based on sex. So if your entire relationship is based on sex, that when you break up with somebody, uh, getting back together for good times, you're not actually broken up because your whole relationship was just that. So you can actually look at your relationship and see, you know, what are the qualities of your relationship? Is your relationship a relationship where you spend time together? Is there romance? Is there like, what is it? And even, for example, if your whole relationship was based on talking all the time, then when you separate or you're no longer together as a couple, then even talking together will have that energy come back to have you feel like you're back in it. So it's good to know for you, like, what what is it that's the most important thing in your relationship? I say the talking thing because uh, I've also been watching, you know, all the back uh, episodes of Big Bang Theory. I love that show. And, uh, you know, and again, it's one of those things I'm like, hey, even though that's not from the 90s, I was getting my daughter in the last few months for like watching all these things so um watching sheldon and amy break and their entire relationship was based on an intellectual relationship at the time when they broke up so it's for them 
even in the show, they maintained connection to each other through talking, which also creates a bit of confusion for both parties because then both parties are kind of like, well, are we together? Are we not together? How do we create clarity? Because those boundaries are being so-called boundaries, those definitions of how you've defined your relationship are being crossed and confused. So for you, you can actually create um, things like, as much as you can create relationship agreements, you can create uh, like separation agreements for your partnership as well. I know that sounds really technical. I'm a, I'm a huge fan, though, of writing these things down. Whether your partner thinks that's insane or whether you think it's insane and your partner is doing it, writing these contracts down, it helps you get really clear on what you need in the relationship or out of the relationship in order for it to work for you. So even in the breakup, you might have like, what I need is for you not to text me. And then they have to sign that. And it's an agreement. Or what I need for you to do is not put, you know, 100 pictures all over social media of you and your new girlfriend and how much you love your new life together. Um, so that are those are some things that you know, if you are being respectful of each other, if you respect yourself and then you've also got respect for your partner and you honor each other and you're willing to be kind to each other, you can actually do these things, like have these agreements that assist you in being able to move forward in a way that's way more conscious and way less insane. And you're not necessarily bound to these contracts for life. You can always make these contracts for this contract is for the next month or the next three months, and then uh, you know, and then you might know that for you, you'll be okay after a few months, so you can either renegotiate or, or the contract is no longer in effect. So, no, knowing certain things about yourself is very helpful, like knowing how you react when things are over, uh, so that you can put some measures into place so you don't go crazy, are really helpful. And so I encourage you to know more about you. And what a great time for self-discovery. Like, what do you know about you? What, how would you feel if everything was to be done in your life? And how would you react? And what would you rather choose? So being aware of that, I encourage you to do that. So next week, I'll have another great topic. It's actually going to be COVID-19 and masturbation. Next week, stay tuned in and turned on. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.